Welcome, sisters, to our podcast. My name is Kirsten Kirschbaum. I'm coming to you from Hawaii, and I'm here with my best friend, Dr. Danielle Daniel. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> you had to do a grand entrance for that. Hello, everybody. I did. Nice to meet you and see you again or be with you again. <laughs> Yeah, so we have been recording this podcast for about a year, maybe a little bit longer, and we two years actually. Yeah, sorry, time flies. Well, 2020 was just like this compact, and no one really knows what happened in 2020 in terms of time. You know, I, I often say that, oh, yeah, it was like a year ago, and I'm like, wait, it's April of 2021 right now. So that means actually that was two years, but nevertheless, um, if you've been listening and following along with us for a few pods, you know that our heart is really to open up, pull back the curtains a little bit and, and share the conversations that we have as best friends and as daughters of God. And we are so blessed to have this measure of the spirit that accompanies our conversations. And so we're excited to invite you into that. And we want you to know that these conversations are our, our deepest thoughts and desires that we have and that we share with each other. And we're, we're sharing them with you. Um, in no way do I proclaim to be like a scriptorian or, you know, it's, it's certainly my testimony of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, but it's not an official church doctrine or anything like that, right? So I think that's important to kind of disclaim here. But most importantly, I want to just kind of jump back into our discussion about women in the gospel. Um, we before, you know, okay, I'm kind of stumbling right now because let me tell you why, because I know that some of you who have never listened to our pod before are like, yeah, this is the first time I've heard you. Like, what do you mean? But for us, we haven't recorded for four months and we were like, just, you know, going along and talking about all these things about all these women and the gospel. And then all of a sudden life happened, right? Danielle, you moved to a new state into a new home and that was a little bit crazy. And so now we, we've never stopped our conversations to draw closer to Christ. We just stopped recording them, right? Yeah, absolutely. We get on the phone or Marco Polo and we're like, oh, we need to just record our podcast. And, you know, a lot of things um, have happened this last year that has left all of us questioning lots of things. Our, our world that we live in, our testimonies, how to have a closer relationship with Christ. And Kirsten and I have been on this journey through our friendship of just yeah, processing everything we've gone through and all the thoughts that we're having about it and how it all leads back to Christ and how to stay faithful with him. And every time we're talking, we're like, we just want to be able to record this and be, um, have, it's like almost like our own little friendship journal, let alone, we know we've connected with many of you that are going through the similar thoughts and just want an uplifting friendship and voice for what you're thinking and feeling too. And so we're happy to be back and recording. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying what I was stumbling through. <laughs> so anyway, there's been so many conversations. I feel like, gosh, which one do we want to pick back up on and share with everyone today? But I'll, I'll share what's on my heart this morning, you know, and that really is 
we just finished general conference in April, right? So our April conference um, was last weekend. I had a really, really special time. It was actually my 40th birthday. It was Easter weekend and it was general conference. So I took the opportunity to go um, to Utah to my parents' home and to gather there with them and all of my siblings and my children and nieces and nephews and everyone and to hear the words of the prophet and the apostles there and of his called, you know, general authorities to hear their testimonies. And I just loved, loved, loved how the prophet felt inspired to ask people from all over the world to share their testimonies. Wasn't that amazing? I loved that aspect. What a unique and interesting, interesting thing to do, right? Yeah. You know, every time we have people speak and they have, you know, an accent when they're speaking in English, for example, I'm always like, where are they from? I wonder, and I'm looking up their last name. I always love to see where people are from. I just think it's fun. Um, And that was so exciting. They're like, so-and-so is going to be speaking from Africa. So-and-so from this country. This, I was like, thank you. I don't have to do any legwork. And I, I think (laughs) it's valuable to hear from all over the globe and see, especially right now, there's a lot of things in this world um, that are causing division among, among all of us uh, globally. And what I feel like Christ and, you know, what the church was trying to do is unite that no matter where in the globe we are, we all are striving as members of the church, his covenant daughters and sons to have a relationship with Christ and to have a testimony of him. And we're all just doing our best. And that felt so uniting to see the, like so many people around the globe as part of our church family. It was just this comforting feeling like there is a whole lion, you know, pride of, you know, a whole pride of lions of us out there that are ready to bring the Lord's work forward. And on that same note, I love general conference as well. I just, it was really grounding for me and I'll kind of share a little bit of my journey, journey, been going through a lot of a different emotional stuff with uprooting my life. But, but the one thing with all of this global upheaval and media, you know, manipulation, whatever, all this stuff going on, I, you kind of get in yourself and you're like, what is going on? Can I really trust where the world's going? And it's like, no, because it's the world. Right. But what happened at the end of conference, when President Nelson spoke, he announced 20 temples. I don't ever remember 20 temples. And it just gave me this like, whoa, what am I talking about? Trust in the world. Like, forget that we're going forward in the Lord's work. It just gave me this huge, like, whoa, we are engaged in a massive work. It's going forward. It's not going anywhere. And this is what's going to take over the earth. And I just got so excited. Yes. Oh my gosh. There's so much strength there. And we can learn a lot from that too, right? Like following the the church, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the organization here on the earth, moving forward with 20 new temples. Like, what does that mean for the, for the earth? 
you know, well, that means that, you know, she is going to have 20 new temples on her. Like there's like the earth itself, like is going to receive this power. Like, well, what does that mean? You know, well, to me, that means like, well, maybe some of the things that I was afraid of before that might happen to the earth, you know, still may happen in different capacities, but that we will have these more and more and more safe havens around the world too, right? Like not just on one certain continent, like all over Europe and Asia and, you know, Africa and all over, like everywhere, the Lord is preparing these safe havens for his people on both sides of the veil. And it gives real validity to what it is that like we're doing. Like when you read the scriptures, we're studying doctrine and covenants right now. Like we're hearing the word of the Lord talking about, you know, establishing the new Zion, the new Jerusalem. And well, what does that mean? You know? And then like, I I was reviewing the, um, the articles of faith, you know, and I was thinking about, uh, I believe it's article of faith number 10. And I'm going to, I'm feeling like pressure. Like I don't, okay, I'm not going (laughs) to, I could do 13 for you immediately. Right. But, (laughs) but 10 is like, that Zion, the new Jerusalem will be built upon this earth and that the earth will receive her paradisiacal glory. Like, well, what does that mean? Right? Like all of these things, I'm like, well, what does that mean? And what does that mean? And all these pieces that I've been studying and just kind of learning, even from being a small child up until now, like all of these things are coming together and we are witnessing the truth and the reality and the solid foundation, like the actual just reality. That's the word that comes back to my head, that this is happening, that we belong to the true church of Jesus Christ, that he is leading it, that our earth is going to move into a millennial reign, right? Like we are going to experience that. And these temples will be a part of that. Yeah. I love how you, I know. I love how you put that. Like we are going forward, no matter what crumbles society, government, media, whatever it is that crumbles around us, all of the you know, secret combinations, which we know are out there. The Book of Mormon's been talking about those for years, right? Um, President Hinckley said the Book of Mormon's most correct book or not correct book. He said it's more accurate than the, you know, daily news. And he's (laughs) right. And it doesn't matter. All those things will crumble. And that's okay, because that's how we're going to build Zion. And Zion is a united people. So being united in what, it doesn't mean we all think the same. We all believe the same with vaccines or non-vaccines. It just means we are united in sisters and daughters and sons and, you know, mothers and fathers of Christ. Like everything is we're united in, in hearkening to him. And I, you reminded me, you know, you're talking about, I love how you called the temples like safe havens. They really are. They're these little Zion cities in every single little area that will be a place of refuge. And there's a scripture I just read in Doctrine and Covenants 35 verse 21. And I just, I underlined and I was like highlighting, I'm like, yes, like this is exactly what we are to do now and always, but now more than ever, because I mean, it's okay. I'm just going to go on and rant for a second, but like I'll hear, you know, there's different media outlets and I'll hear something from one side and then completely opposite from one side. And, and it's like so dividing and all of it's such manipulation and lies. And I'm like, wait, what, why these are so contradictory. Is it this or is it this, you know, and they're saying whatever stories and, and it's just interesting. And I keep thinking, I mean, the prophet has been telling us for, you know, a long time now we have to hear him because 
literally there will be no other source of truth. There will be such chaos. And we're already seeing that with media and opinions. And I mean, it'll be so chaotic. The only voice of truth will be to hear the Lord. And so it says in Doctrine and Covenants 35, 21, for they will hear my voice and shall see me and shall not be asleep and shall abide the day of my coming for they shall be purified even as I am pure. And it just, when you were talking about the temples, like that is what the temples are there for to continue yeah. to help us purify. And I love it. it says, hear my voice and see him and not be asleep. I just, I don't know. I got that, like took that as literal, literal. Yeah. That's what we get to look forward to. And, you know, I've been in this transition of, sold my place in San Diego and been traveling in my camper van. I don't really have a home yet building a little getaway cabin in Colorado by my mom and on our family property here. And I'm just like in this transition where I feel like I'm so uprooted and I'm like, okay, I need to take this time and look at, instead of just like, Oh, I'm uprooted. I don't know what to do. Like I've been like in a daze, you know, um, kind of numb as how do I, continue to hear him how can I take advantage of this and and hear him and allow him to purify my heart even in this uh, where I don't have a normal routine where I don't I, I don't feel like I have a place I've got stuff in you know a U-Haul center here in Colorado I've got stuff in San Diego still I've got stuff in you know storage in my mom's storage here I've got stuff in my mom's house stuff in my camper and I'm just like okay why don't I just forget about all that stuff? You know, it's, it's interesting how, I don't know, just what, as humans, how we, how we need, not need, but have this, uh, how, how do I, the only thing that really grounds us is the savior. When you take everything away, it's interesting how I'm feeling like, how do I feel grounded? And I'm like, well, it's the savior. So I, I, I don't know if it, it makes any sense to you guys, but it's something I'm in the middle of. I don't have like hindsight on this yet. I am trying my best to have that grounding with him and not waiting for my life to be in order with things or a location. And it's, it's actually quite the task. I don't know if I have it down yet, but going back to what, what that brought me to is the temples. Those are anchors and and I know you were telling me you got to make an appointment to go to your temple soon. And I'm like, I need like that anchor. They are anchors, yeah. no matter what community we're in, no matter what state we are in individually or the world is in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually went to the temple last month, was able to do some ceilings uh, on my anniversary. I like to do ceilings on my wedding anniversary just because, it's, you know, it's kind of like doing the same thing. And we were married here in Hawaii. So it's kind of like a little... I don't know, vow renewal and of sorts, you know, anyways, but, um, and I, yeah, Hawaii does have uh, the temple open, but I want to go back to what you were saying. Okay. Here's what I'm hearing from you. And here's what I think our listeners can really gather, you know, every moment it's like as humans, we can't really, okay. And I'm going to, I don't know if I'm speaking for everyone, but like, this is my observation of me and you and most people. Okay as humans, like we, we want to be in our bodies having this human experience. We chose this human experience. You chose this. Okay. Every single thing that you're going through, you chose it. The Lord does not 
take away your free agency at all. Like no one is forcing you to do any of this. This goes for you, Danielle, me, everyone listening, right? This is you doing this. And every moment the Lord is right there. He's like, I want to teach you. I want to love you. I want to care for you. I want to hold you. I want to, I actually kind of already experienced a lot of this emotional pain for you. You don't have to experience it, but you can, you know, all of that, right? The part that we want to, well, the part that, and this is Kirsten speaking. Okay. This is what I see. The part that we either don't want to see or that we choose not to see because in our human frame, it's too like tremendous or, or like fanatical to even like comprehend. But the truth is the way I see it, Satan is right there too. He's right there. I'm going through this with you. I'm going through this for you. I'm going through this around you. Listen to what I have to say about it. Listen to the, and when I say Satan, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, this evil spirited man or whatever it is, you know, like whispering all the time, maybe, I don't know. But what I mean is that Satan has, has woven himself into the fabric of every part of our existence in this world. And so when we say like, be in this world and not of this world, like, well, what does that mean? Of this world means all of the currents and the frequencies and the, the systems and the, the exchanges and the thought processes and everything that is in this world has Satan's like fingerprint on it, you know, and, and it has Christ's fingerprint on it too, right? Like he created it, but like Christ does not restrict Satan from just infiltrating like every aspect of every experience that we go through both in the church and out of the church and all of it. And so then we, I think our goal at this point is to get so sharp, like so, so sharp that we can divide that tapestry that Satan weaves around us and just go like right through the middle of it. Like, nope, not how I'm going to see it. But what I've experienced is that like, even though I get my sword and I swipe through that tapestry that Satan is weaving around me in this world, that the the substance of this world that just like seeps into your cells and like your body and like the, everything, right? Just because I divide it one day or one moment, it doesn't mean it's not still there. And that's what happens in our human bodies. Like we, we choose to forget that it's there because it's too hard to go through our quote normal life thinking all the time, like I'm swimming through this, like disgusting, evil tapestry that's around me. Does this making sense? Like it's this imagery that I'm trying to portray to you guys, but it's like this, I've had this realization so many times. And I love that you shared the scripture, wake up. I have noticed multiple times over the last couple of years, specifically an awakening where all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I'm awake. Like, oh my gosh, like I've unplugged from the matrix. I actually remember it all. I know what's going on here. I know who I am. I know how powerful I am. I know whose team I'm on. I know my savior, Jesus Christ and all the other angels. I get it. And then I still am living in my body though. Right? Like, it's like, oh, but I just want to like experience life because that's why I'm here, you know? So it's this like conundrum of like, well, I know who I am. And, and so one of the times that I find, I had this major, I like woke up, like snap your fingers, shake me awake moment. And I 
And I like wrote it down and then I called Danielle. Of course, I'm like, Danielle, I need you to be my accountability partner. I, I need you to remind me who I am. I, I, I've woken up for a brief moment and I know how powerful I am. I know like that God is with me and that I could accomplish anything and that I'm meant to serve so many people. Hurry, hurry, help me before I fall back asleep. You know, and, then, <laughs> and it's like, oh, now I'm going back to sleep in, so to speak, you know, into my earthly existence. Does that make sense? I just went off on that, but I was just feeling it. <laughs> no, it makes sense. So when you said you, whose team you're on, I was like team Edward or team Jacob. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, total sense. We were talking about it the other day, how, uh, you know, on Marco Polo, you and I, how it seems like there's so many, most of the things that we do in this mortal body on this earth are so meaningless compared to the gospel and saving souls and you know building zion and all those things and it's like you know i've been uh working on building this cabin and i'm putting um rocks in certain places to build up you know this wall and and do all of these things and i'm like how does this help my eternal salvation by building this house and moving these rocks around you know and i'm just thinking about that going well, everything is a mortal experience. And so I'll, I'll, I'll share a little bit personal. This is kind of what happened last night for me. Um, I feel like I've been since, so I had, I have lived just the exact like amazing life that I chose, you know, uh, San Diego had a convertible, um, beautiful beach condo, just awesome life. Go hang out with my friends and have awesome ward where it's my ward family. I just love them. And built a great business, traveled the world and just had a, had a great life. It's been the life that I've chose and I've loved it. And I never wanted to just leave it. I've loved my life. There's nothing that made me ever want to leave it. And when August came, I, I felt and very impressed to sell my beach condo. And that was actually hard because I have loved my place. It was just beautiful and, and it was comfort. And but I felt very strongly from the Lord to do so. It took, it, it took a lot of faith for me to obey it. It didn't, I didn't hesitate in doing it because um, I felt very strongly about it, but I, I took faith to go, okay, now what? And so I, that same month that I sold my condo, and I've said this on some of the pods, I got in a car accident that totaled my cute little red Audi convertible. And all of a sudden I'm like, there goes my house and my car, you know, all in like the same couple weeks of each other. And, and it's, it's all great experiences. I don't mean that all oh, my heart set upon those things, but you don't realize how, like you were saying, Kirsten's woven into the fabric of like, I got in my convertible drive up the coast and the sun. It's awesome. And it just feels, I, I mean, I felt the spirit with me in those things. It's not like I'm being mundane about it. It was just, it felt beautiful. And, and to all of a sudden not have that the life that I had had and to be going through, um, these different stages of life to two couple different Airbnbs and then, and then my camper van and then traveling and now building this cabin, I'm just still not in a, you know, in a house yet where I've got my own little space and that's, that's okay. But what I've realized, this is what happened last night. So I have been, um, since my car accident, I had it knocked my collarbone and it's been numbing, uh, mostly my right arm. And so I, when I first had the car accident, I could, I mean, my arm would just be numb just if I lifted it and I would pinch something. And so I got a lot of chiropractic work done. And then since I've been here in Colorado, I don't have my chiropractor to help put things back in place. And, 
And so my arm has just been going numb and, and I'm having a hard time sleeping again. And it's, um, and, and I have, um, anyway, so I woke up at four in the morning and my arm is numb and I could hardly get in any position. And I just started praying and asking, all right, what's this about? Like, I feel like I don't need to be uh, feeling the way that I do, but I'm choosing this. And so what's this about? And I, I got a pretty good insight because I have felt very numb since losing my car, my condo, my regular routine of life and just being upward. I have been like more numb to everything, you know, my, my life and what's going on and not just having joy in the moment of even right. You know, being building this beautiful condo I'm just kind of getting things done and and I was grateful for that insight so emotionally in my arm and the numbness is representing emotionally what I'm feeling and and so it was such a beautiful insight that you know you know things like well you're probably like you're like oh yeah duh but and when you feel it from the Lord you're like whoa that's so brilliant (laughs) so for the morning I'm like wow you are spot on. So how do I change this? And I got some really good insights in my conversation with Christ at four in the morning of about, you know, some changes, sorry, I'm in a little emotional, but some changes in my thinking to make for myself. And, and it's like, so great to have the insight. Now I'm like, okay, how do I really do that though? You know, and something from conference stuck out to me that, you know, worrying is not faith. So I'm, I'm carrying like a burden and heavy load with everything I'm doing instead of having that, like, "Ah, it's going to be okay. I'm excited. This is fun. You know, I, I'm being burdened versus carefree. And I, it's just a choice of mentality. It, so what my stuff's all over. So what I, you know, it's like financially I'm shelling out a lot for this. You know, there's like all these, like, um, I'm, I'm taking this. I'm not in my norm. I'm not in my city. I'm not in my home in San Diego. I'm like, I'm feeling all this. I'm choosing to feel that it's burdening, which is then causing numbness, right. Versus carefree. And so what if we were to lose everything? What if we were to ask to leave our homes? How do we be carefree about that and trusting? That's faith. And that's kind of what he was showing me was how I was choosing to take it on as burden versus as carefree. And I was like, okay, I see that. So how do I be carefree? <laughs> that's the question, right? I think it's so interesting too, though. I'm going to play a little bit of the other side, like, cause we've talked about this before in that, you know, when you share with me, like, I'm like, how are you? What's going on? You're like, well, I'm good. I, you know, you, you actually do have a pretty positive, like verbal to me and, and not that you're hiding anything, but you know, you're like, no, I, I am like, I'm choosing, this is good. It's okay. I mean, I'm just kind of going through it right now, but you know, it's, it's good. I, I know I'm going to be okay. You know, so you do have a lot of faith, but at the same time, you know, there were a few very poignant moments of you, like driving away from San Diego. And like, I think that you experiencing those things in a emotional way is very normal. And if we're taking it like a step back further, I think that in your human existence, you would want 
to experience that in feeling sadness and forlorn and emotional. You know what I mean? So I do think that there is a part of you that, yeah, you, you actually are choosing to feel that and to be um, in that moment, in that emotional way, because that's actually how you want to experience it. And if you didn't, I mean, that's like saying, I mean, like heaven forbid, like someone passed away or something and being like, well, I'm choosing to feel sad about their passing. Like, well, kind of, I mean, other than the fact that it's extremely sad, you know, it's, there is a loss there and experiencing that loss. So this is what I think experiencing the loss and the transition and the change emotionally is very healthy and very normal. And those, those emotions do exist, right? So if you, if you're like brushing over them, I think that's a form of numbness too, right? Like you're not choosing to experience it. However, this is where you, and I think everyone listening has to pay attention how much emotion and like experiencing it that way is you and normal and with the savior and being guided through it. And how much of, is it Satan going, Oh yeah. Oh, this is so hard. You know, and he just, he just plays on like every possible scenario and emotion about it and really takes it from healthy emotions that are maybe not always positive, you know, and takes it to this like next level of tumultuousness. That's just like exhausting and numbing. Well, it's all a choice, right? I mean, the Lord allows Satan to tempt us to whatever extent is for our benefit. So, but it's also a choice. Do I want to keep, and I am getting to a point where this is now nine months ago from my car accident. And I was, and I had this, the numbness is coming back in my arm so bad it's been hurting. And I'm like, okay, I don't have like, you know, a city where I can just run around the corner and go to a chiropractor. I'm in a, I'm in a little town with 89 population. (laughs) So funny, not 8,900, you guys, 89. So I'm, I make it 90, but anyway, um, I, I'm just like at this point where, uh, yeah, I don't want to operate this way anymore. I have been going through the grief and the loss, and I think those are all healthy. And now I'm ready to experience this different. I'm ready to experience it feeling less burdensome and feeling more joy. And that's all of us get to choose that. We get to choose all the time how we experience things. And I think you're right. And I I have said a lot to you. I've said, I'm good. I'm just, it'll be nice to have hindsight through this whole experience. And I, I still, I still think that. And how beautiful is it to have love and compassion for ourselves for experiencing the emotions? Even if we're judging ourselves, we're thinking, oh, I shouldn't experience this long. But I mean, who's to say? Right. It's just, yeah. Only, well, who's to say is you and your relationship and prayers with our savior and our heavenly parents. Right. So I think that that's one thing, but what I was going to say, I was actually thinking about your body. So how interesting that your body, this is just a, a hypothesis. Okay. Interesting that your body, so you've been okay. You haven't been too numb, right? Like it's been like, it was numb before. And then you've been going through this whole thing. And it's like, now your body is giving you a signal by saying, Hey, Danielle, probably time to like focus on this numbness and move past it. Right. And it, like, how cool is that? That that's a signal from your body a physical experience. You chose to come to this earth to experience this whole thing in a body. We were so excited to come and experience life in a body, right? We're like, yes, please. I want it. Whatever that looks like, however painful, I want to experience the sensation of that. Why? 
I mean, I see your body is helping you from the physical pain. And then also like, Hey, let's pay attention to a little bit of the way that you've been processing this. And, and that's been okay, but now we're going to maybe shift a little bit and, and kind of go a different direction now. I love that. It's like a renewal. Cause if you think about it, you guys, I'm sure a lot of you have been through and probably been analyzing a lot of things in your life as well. But if you think about when you have physical pain or limitations with, you know, certain things that come up, it causes you to uh, a standstill. It causes you to reflect. It sometimes even causes you to experience some emotions that are not as you're like happy-go-lucky. We're just going along with our day. You know, it's like it disrupts. And I, I like that hypothesis. I think you're right. What a blessing that this is coming up saying, okay, are we ready to look at this numbness and operate differently. Just, just wondering if you are. And that's what, you know, my prayer last night four in the morning was, yeah, I want to like, and I felt that I wanted to versus just like, I'm just doing my best. I'm just waiting for hindsight kind of stuff. I was, which is great too. It's just part of the process. But I felt last night where I was like, Lord, I want to prepare myself and the earth for Zion and, and fulfill my purpose and do. And I got this sense when I even said that word, I was like, I just was like, yeah, you are fulfilling it. And there's a really good book that I like that I think Kirsten actually introduced me to called The Slight Edge. And that's what came to my mind, like how things are, you know, sometimes you look at this grand story of somebody else and you're like, wow, I haven't done anything in my life, you know, but that's not true. The Slight Edge talks about there's these slight decisions and slight actions that compound over time. And I just got that came to my mind that everything that we are doing and that we are experiencing are compounding into that great, huge purpose, that worth, that uh, mission in life for you. It's all part of it. All these little things versus just some big, huge, you know, humanitarian that's, project or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so beautiful. One thing I was thinking of too, kind of going on, like the thought that came to my mind is all the scriptures and all the the lessons about our body is a temple. This is a lesson that I've been learning a lot more about and, and I don't have it all nailed down yet, right? So I'm just sharing with you guys like where I'm at with this, but I have become keenly aware of how our bodies are our temples. Our spirits dwell within these bodies. So what is it about our bodies that we don't necessarily understand yet fully? Like, what is it that maybe we don't remember about our body that we knew before we came into our body, right? So there's that and understanding to be existing in our body temple that our body temple can teach us things like, so your body, Danielle is teaching your spirit something, right. Which is pretty interesting with like the numbness in your arm. And I was thinking about, you know, the 20 new temples and like, I just, I believe that the Lord always teaches us with patterns, right? So we've got these temples on the earth and like 20 new temples, you know, we were talking about that a minute ago. And now I'm like, now it's coming back to me and I'm like, and I'm in a body temple. And well, what is my body temple teaching me? You know, I, I have a little bit of a sensitive thing too. I think I just feel like sharing it. We're talking about our bodies and where I'm at right now. So about three years ago, when I, about when I moved to Hawaii, my right eye started getting this like weird glare. And, and I was just kind of like, oh, it's probably too much sun or the ocean or the salt water or whatever. I'm, I'm not used to this, you know, just kind of moved on with it and it was fine. But anyway, 
um, in January, so four months ago, my right eye started twitching like so bad. And it was not painful, but really annoying. You know, I mean, just constantly twitching. Right. So finally, I mean, I am so, it is so hard for me to want to go to the doctor. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just going to research it myself. And I, you know, increase my magnesium and all these things, you know, I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. I know I can. Anyway. So I went to the eye doctor a couple of days ago and did all the tests and all the things I'd never, ever been to the eye doctor before. It was very interesting. And, um, everything looked good except, uh, at the end of the appointment, he looked into my eye and he goes, oh, you have a cataract in your right eye. And I was like, what? Like, honestly, my heart was like so sad. I'm like, oh, my eyeball, like what's wrong with me? What happened? What did I do? I mean, all the thoughts, well, what did I do? What happened? You know, so I'm asking him a million questions. I'm like, where does this come from? And I'm still figuring it out. It was a couple of days ago that I had this, this appointment, but what I've figured out so far, okay, normally for a, for a healthy, I'm very healthy, like, you know, nothing extreme, no drugs, no alcohol, nothing like that, you know, like 40 years old, like cataract, like that's not, that's like something that happens maybe around age like 60 is a little bit more. I mean, they're fairly common at an older age, but not like 40, you know, I use like, and I was looking up, you know, I'm really into essential oils and herbs and all these things. So I'm looking up like all the herbs that I could be taking all the oils. I use those herbs and oils every day around my eyes. There's, there's a blend I use. It's halochrysum, frankincense, rose, lavender, all these oils I put around my eyes every day. So, so it doesn't make sense. Okay. That's my point. It doesn't make sense. I don't have diabetes. I don't have this. I don't have that. I was going down this checklist of things. And I'm just like, what in the world, why is this happening to me? And, you know, I, I it occurred to me that, you know, your eyes are the way that you see things. And there is something perhaps that I'm not willing to see right now. And so my body is sending me a signal. And that may sound really strange to some of you, especially if you're like very medical background and that, you know, there's, it's just, well, you just have the extra buildup of proteins in your eye, Kirsten, that's what it is. Well, yeah, that is true. But I believe that through everything that we go through in our bodies, in these temples that we live in, we can learn lessons. And that's what we chose to do when we came here. So I feel like in kind of like, finishing up this whole discussion, if I was to wrap up like what it is that we really were learning and conversing about today, you know, it's about the power of our body temple and like what it is that we are meant to learn here. And I believe that when we are given commandments, like the word of wisdom or, you know, certain guidelines around like our, our sexual behavior or what, you know what I mean? Like all the things like that we learn, like, okay, well treat your body this way and don't let anybody do this to your body. And like, you know, all these things, right. It's not meant to be restrictive. It's actually meant to allow us to use our body temple in its very, very greatest capacity. And how interesting is it that um, by virtue of being a part of this world, a lot of our temptations lie in like foods and drinks and experiences and things that are meant to really dull our senses and also extremely heighten our senses, you know, in a way that kind of diminishes our spirit's capacity to really receive those true messages from our body messages from our bodies. I love that. I love that you're seeing that as a message from your body. And 
why not pay attention to it and get the insight from what it's speaking to you. And, um, you know, you're talking about the things that we do get, you know, kind of addicted to. I had a thought, um, cause I was just speaking about this with somebody else, but, um, we get addicted to the feeling of fear and drama. And I mean, that's what, you know, that Hollywood is such a big entertainment industry and it's million dollar, you know, probably billion dollar actually industry. And, and that's something over the conference weekend. So I have, I don't really get on, I kind of got really sick. Kirsten, I've talked about this with social media where I just feel like it's a vortex and I, it's really staticky. I, I, if I, if I get on, it's like, I need to be on for a purpose, but then you kind of get sucked into the static and it can, it can be just jolting sometimes. I'm not saying it's all bad. It's just where I'm at right now. And I do have a few people I follow that post some of this stuff going on. And, um, and I notice I'm like, Ooh, I can't believe that's gone. Oh, I can't believe that, you know, group got shut down and Facebook's monitoring speech. And, you know, I kind of, I get like, Oh, uh, 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 like that. Right. So I notice that spirit that, that, that comes with that noticing all of the evil going on in the world. Right. So there's that. So conference weekend, I was just, I loved, I just soaked in conference. A few times I had the thought to like, you know, the temptation I'd say like, Oh, go on Instagram and see, you know, and I was just like, Oh, I don't want that spirit. And I noticed such a stark difference. Like I don't want that spirit with me that I feel that I choose or I allow in I'm not saying it's Instagram it's nothing it's it's whatever experience I'm going through I just didn't want to ruin the actual spirit of the savior that I was feeling and what a difference it was and um so that was the other thing at the this four in the morning is how to live more joyfully is living uh, really, like you said, kind of not being of this world and focusing on hearing him. And I know we're human. We're, we're going to, you know, we get emails and we get, you know, you keep, keep up what's going on in the world, think little things like that. But at what point is it sucking our joy and ruining, like, you know, like we were talking about the, our body. I wrote a blog a long time ago, but called our body is a temple, not an amusement park. And at what point are we allowing those, and if we are looking at it scientifically, you know, those stress and trauma um, chemicals, those fear chemicals that get released in the body, you guys, they cause havoc on our brain, on our guts, on our, you know, uh, our muscle system, every musculoskeletal system, everything. And so that scripture that I want to come back to that I read in doctrine and covenants that said, um, you know, talking about hearing him, seeing him being awake and, and, um, becoming pure. I I just think, I don't know. I keep thinking about how do we become pure? That's, that's not being perfect. Pure is continual repentance continually accessing the atonement of Jesus Christ. But when we access it, that also means we let it go. And like, I think it was the prophet that said, or one of the um, talks said, worrying is not faith. So if I access the atonement of Christ and say, oh, you know what? I, I was, 
you know, taking on this burden and I don't need to, I, I would really like to give it over to the savior and ask for forgiveness. And then I have my faith can either go, Oh, well, okay. I still feel, you know, I can feel that continue to take the burden, even though I've asked him to take it, or I can go, Hey, he took it. I I'm carefree. I cannot, I don't have to have that weight on me. It's like offering him, you know, to eat a plate of cookies and you're like, Oh, well, I'm going to take it back. It's like, well, you just gave it to me to take and you're taking it back, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. I just have that thought. I, let, I prefer to give, to give the savior, my tomatoes that I don't want to eat, not my cookies. <laughs> no, I get the tomatoes. I love okay. Them. You get the tomatoes. Okay. <laughs> um, while you were talking to, I, I had this image of like, like when we were talking about, again, we're talking about in this world, not of this world, our, our spirits are not of this world. Our spirits were created from, I don't know exactly what, but I'm going to go with like, you know, other elements, you know, celestial matter. Celestial matter. Thank you. Our bodies are of this world. Like our bodies were created from the elements in this world. So imagine like this celestial being putting on a mortal body and then like, you know, functioning, but, but also imagining that the celestial being wanted to put on, like they were so excited to put on this mortal body. So it's not to say that our bodies aren't special and magnificent and wonderful, but they are of this world. And so to experience things in this world, in these bodies is completely normal and natural and all the things, but you have to remember, like you are a potential celestialized being. Eventually your body and your spirit will be celestialized together, never to be separated again. It's such a beautiful, there's so much imagery there and there's so much for us to learn and explore together. I feel like I have learned from just speaking this podcast. I know today what I'm going to go and study. Now I'm going to go and study for the rest of the day, like, you know, celestialized matter and like temporal bodies and really understanding and just ask the Lord to teach me and to give more insight into what it means to be this divine woman in this body temple, learning these lessons. Um, and you know, you can, you can count on us sharing more with you and, and we would love to hear more from you guys as well. Yeah. When you were saying that, I liked the imagery that came to my mind, you know, with this celestialized spirit entering this mortal earthly body. And I just, the thought that how, how can we have more just grace and compassion for ourselves for what we're going through? It's almost like I just had this image of this little kid who's two years old you know can can walk a little bit and he wants to put his dad's shoes on just to walk around and I'm sure all of you if you've had children or say you know seen little children do this I have I've seen them put on their dad's shoes and or even my shoes I've seen little kids do that and they put them on and they start to walk around and they what do they do they tumble all over the place they tumble and they fall. And that is exactly I feel like what we're going through. We're a little I just in our dad's shoes. I just got to tell you guys, you can't see this, but my seven-year-old just walked in here in a shirt that's too big for him. 
<laughs> like he's so cute. cute. No, it's good. It's, it's not a bad thing. He's like embarrassed out, but we were just talking about like coming and wanting to put on a shirt or shoes or whatever that was like too big to fit into. And yet here we are doing our best showing up and just trying to find the church shirt that fits the best in our day. And it's just, he loves us so much, right? He yeah. just loves us. We're so uh, when you were saying that too, though, what I was imagining is that like this, okay, this celestial person, this personage that, sorry, just, I really am dealing with the seven-year-old with the shirt right now. <laughs> all good. All good. Um, I just want you to just take a minute and just put your hand on your heart and I'm doing the same thing and just remember who you are. You are a celestial being having a mortal experience. It's amazing. You're doing great. Like <laughs> you're beautiful and amazing. And if I can just remind you who you really are, you are glorious and like magnificent and celestial and amazing. And you are choosing to have this beautiful experience in your body, whatever that looks like, whatever that feels like, that's you. I know for me, I sometimes will dull my body experience, like whether I, you know, want to have, you know, nothing too crazy. You know, I don't really drink alcohol or, or do drugs or anything, but you know, like I like to drink like caffeine and I like to feel in my body. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to like kind of just experience it. Or I want to eat like a lot of sugar, you know, I'm just like, oh, I just want to eat like lots and lots of sugar. I indulge, right. We indulge in our bodies and each of us kind of has our own little thing that we do to indulge in our bodies, whether it's like consuming things or watching things or consuming, you know, foods and drinks or consuming media or, or, you know, just different sensations, different sensory experiences, right? There's so many sensory experiences that are catered to us in this world. And to a certain extent, that's why we're here or we're learning and growing through that, but there's a balance that um, we have to keep and think, you know, when your body starts to send you messages, right? It's like, hey, uh, maybe pay attention to the balance that you're, you're choosing right now and um, make some adjustments accordingly. Yeah, thanks for putting that so, so beautifully. And you guys, it was great to be on this podcast with you today. I hope you were able to learn a lot about uh, from our just journey, as you can see, we're in the middle of it. We're not perfect. And I, I actually think not being perfect in these bodies is exactly what we need to experience. And I, uh, for me, the easiest or the best solution is to always be easier on myself and turn to the savior for help with that. So, uh, I love it. Thank you so much, everybody for being on with us. And, um, we hope to uh, be on again with you soon. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.